Thanks for listening to this episode of Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. As you're leaving active duty and looking for your first civilian career or even changing career paths, you may be contemplating using your GI Bill to pursue a degree that will help you land your next career. For some veterans, their military experience directly translates to their chosen field after the military. But for many, figuring out how your military skills apply to your civilian career can be less obvious. While there's no one-size-fits-all answer to whether or not you should pursue education prior to your next career move, your best bet is to evaluate your return on investment first. Hopefully listening to this podcast will help you do that. Jericho Ermanita, a former Marine Corps combat engineer, joins the podcast to discuss his take on the topic. Jericho is a recruiter at Orion, and this is a conversation he has frequently with job seekers he works with, especially over the past year when job opportunities have been harder to come by. Jericho and I will discuss the pros and cons of pursuing a degree right after leaving the military, which degrees or programs might be worth the investment, as well as how to make the best decision for your own unique background. If you have any questions about this episode or ideas for a future topic, I'd love to hear from you. Please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Hi, Jericho. Thanks for joining me today. Hi. Yeah, good to be here. Appreciate you letting me come on. Yes, welcome back. We were just chatting. This is your second episode, so you're not a newbie anymore. It is, yeah. Well, I guess fairly new still, but at least one of them about, right? <laughs> exactly. So I'm sure that a lot of our candidates who are listening have probably worked with you or maybe seen your name before in the past, but for anybody who is not, can you just give us a brief introduction of you? Right, yeah. Well, you know, glad to be here again. So kind of background-wise, it's just... Um, relevant to this, I guess, is uh, military-wise, I uh, came from the Naval Academy, 2014 grad, uh, and then I commissioned as a Marine Corps officer, uh, became a combat engineer, and I was in for five years and then separated about two years ago um, and came straight to Orion. I was actually a candidate of Orion's back in the day and ended up becoming one of the recruiters here. Um, and so now I've been here for about two years, just helping folks get out of the military or the ones that you know have had a job for a couple of years get a new job, or you know, the ones that are coming straight out, transition to that civilian workforce. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned that you were an Orion candidate and you have an engineering background. So did you pursue that type of career too? Or like, how did you decide that you wanted to be on the recruiting side? I, I did actually. Yeah. So I, I'm, uh, I, yeah, I was a combat engineer and then I actually have a naval architecture major. So very kind of engineer focused. I did pursue that a little bit. And actually a lot of the opportunities that I was going through, through that Orion conference that I showed up to were engineering focused. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, because of just kind of location wise, you know, like Orion recruiting, like they, they had a spot open in San Diego, right? You get to talk to vets, you get to really leverage a whole lot of skills that you've had from the military side of the house for advising people and what they need to do to get out. Uh, it just, I just found that it was a lot more, um, I, I guess you could say a lot more influence and a lot more impact than going into engineering, which combat engineers are kind of engineers, but very loosely, you know, like mm-hmm. if you were to ask a, a combat engineer, like real engineering topics and like calculations and things like that, <laughs> some of them might be able to do it, but some of them not, right? So were the, the leverageable skills I just found was like a lot easier and a lot um, more effective to just go into recruiting. I think it was something that was a good move. Definitely a steep learning curve because, you know, nobody who becomes a recruiter really, uh, especially in Orion, grew up going, I'm going to be a recruiter, right? Mm-hmm. But kind of you, you get introduced to it. And a lot of people don't know what they want until they know that's available to them, right? And so when it came up, I was like, you know, this could work. And I'm very glad I made that move. Well, I was going to say, we could have a whole other episode about pursuing something different than your military background, because I know that's something that, you know, people are always curious about. It's like, well, I don't have that relevant experience on my resume, so how am I going to get that type of job? But 
I digress because we have another topic that we're going to talk about today. So speaking of you being a recruiter, um, you're working with candidates on a day-to-day -day basis. And a lot of times I'm sure that they're having trouble deciding if they want to go into their you know, first post-military career or if it would make sense to pursue a degree. So I want to talk a little bit about that because I know this is something that has come up a lot, especially I think recently. So yep. what type of candidate do you work with that's usually facing this decision? Like, is there a type of position they're usually going after? Um, any kind of like, I guess, candidate profile, you know, like when you talk about someone's profile, of, um, right, different yeah. characteristics, backgrounds, that type of thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> it's actually, it's funny because, um, you know, I don't, I try not to like put like different labels and profile people, but definitely through the profession, you kind of almost do. And there's one that sticks out to me that is the, the type of person that's looking for a different degree as they're getting out. And that's usually my general ops folks, right? And then what I mean by that is a lot of them are going to be, you know, they might come from infantry, artillery, um, tracks, tanks, these guys that don't have like directly translatable skills. Like my logisticians are pretty easy. Communication guys are pretty easy. Um, you know, what else? Like maintenance leadership is pretty easy, right? You can um, lead, a, lead a team of wrench turners in the military. There's teams of wrench turners in the civilian world that you can lead, right? So those guys are usually okay, but it's my guys that are coming from those general ops backgrounds that are usually the ones that are looking for that degree because there's no job, unless you're becoming a police officer, there's no job where it's like, hey, have you like put rounds down range, right? That's mm -hmm. not a qualification that's out there. And so those are the ones that are usually are, are in the kind of, crossroads like do i get a degree so that i can gain some more skills and knowledge that are actually applicable in the civilian world or do i try to get some sort of ops role where like you know my leadership is the one thing that's going to get me in right so mm -hmm. that's kind of what i usually see well that's interesting because you know i was thinking about what we talked about earlier is an entirely separate subject but i kind of think that it plays into what you just said because someone who feels like you know whether they do or not but someone that feels like maybe like a jack of all trades master of none um and as i said not that they are but if anyone feels that way then maybe they think well i need to go back to school to get a little bit more experience under my belt so that i'm desirable to a company where you know we know that a lot of times it's some of the other things that you know you have whether they're soft skills your learned experiences things that you have even like you said you had a background in engineering now you're a recruiter at orion right, so things yeah. that don't necessarily translate on paper um, that maybe make people lean a little bit more toward wanting the security of having a degree. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a lot of times, you, you know, you're right. There's, there, there's, it's definitely our, our profession and our job to try and get those soft skills, like you said, to make sure that we translate as much as possible. But, but, you know, on the other side of things too, people do want to have that security of like, well, this is what my degree says on this piece of paper. And there are jobs out there that are looking for what's on that piece of paper. Right. Mm -hmm. And so there's that, there's less ambiguity there that I think people are attracted to. Yeah, yeah, I could, I definitely think that's the case. Do you think that this topic has been something that you've, because uh, hold on, before I ask this question, how long did you say that you've been at Orion now? Uh, almost two years now. Uh, let's okay. see here. Yeah, so I joined up in like July of 2019. So, okay. Yeah. Okay, so you were here for a little bit of time before COVID. So I was, yeah. Yeah, so do you think that this topic is something that has been kind of at the forefront more like ever since COVID? Because when a lot of people were transitioning out of the military last year, they were, you know, wondering where are all the jobs? And, you know, of course, there were layoffs and um, things of that nature. So do you think that this topic has gained a lot more steam over the past year or so? I think so. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, with, with the nature of the beast being that, most folks, you know, the folks that are getting out, 
they got that GI Bill in their pocket. And so really what happens there is I think there's been a mentality shift too is, well, if there's no jobs, this GI Bill is in my back pocket. I'm just going to go ahead and fall on this free backfall, right? I've seen that more often in 2020 and here even coming into 2021 is folks are like, you know, they're applying to jobs, they can't get anything. And, you know, that's just really the, the easy the easy ticket. Hey, I'm just going to go to school. And for some people, it becomes an MBA. Some people just get, you know, you know, leadership type degree or whatever to try and just get something vanilla so that hopefully they can use it down the road. But they're just buying time, which is the unfortunate truth of a lot of it. Um, and, for, and in some regards, too, um, you know, people are noticing that it's kind of a, uh, you know, it's related. It's, it's an easy out, right? Um, there's a program for you somewhere, typically, especially for vets. There's somewhere that you can get into to where if you're a leader, right, and you've got um, some sort of, you know, maybe you've got a bachelor's already or you, you might have gotten associates before going into the military or even just like, hey, if you're a vet, come on in, right? It, it becomes this thing where it's a lot easier to just start getting a degree than it is to get a job, right? So I've seen that too. And then kind of the, I guess the third thing is um, there, there's been, folks have noticed the stratification in the job market right now. So because Typically, my guys that didn't get laid off are engineers, right? Maybe IT and data guys were pretty, you know, they're decent. They still have their jobs. Guys that work with very advanced systems are okay. The folks that were getting laid off were people with, you know, they might have an economics degree or, you know, poli sci or history or something like that. And they were in some sort of ops role. And the company said, hey, we don't need this many ops people. And they laid them off. And so people are like, well, should I go get an engineering degree now? Should I go get an IT or data management degree, right? Should I go get some sort of specialization to make me safer in the future? And so that's come into play too as well as people are you know, kind of noticing who amongst their friends don't have a job and who still does, right? So then people mm -hmm. have started to see that, yeah. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. And what I like about this conversation is that you just have such a different take on it because of just the nature of how many people you talk to on a daily basis and yeah. some of the reasons that people give you for why or why not they are in the job market. So I, you know, you definitely have some valuable insight here. Um, you know, you've talked about some of the reasons why potentially people, you know, like maybe it's not the best route to go, but I want to dig into this a little bit and talk about right. some of the pros and cons. So obviously there are some pros to pursuing education, um, there are certain jobs that you that are going to require you to have, you know, certain qualifications and sometimes education is one of those. So can you talk about some of the pros first and then we'll um, dive into some of the cons? Yeah, I mean, pros wise, getting education, you know, what I would lead that with, though, is that um, you, you have to define your path. I would say that as a requirement before even considering anything pros and cons wise as far as getting that education, because what I see a lot of is people will get um, again, I, I call it the vanilla degree just because they're, they're not usually targeting towards anything. They're trying to make it so like, hey, maybe I can just use this for something, right? I see mm -hmm. that a lot. Um, but, you know, if you were going to go that route and get your degree, you know, pros are you'll probably have higher earning potential, you know, for different roles that are out there because there are roles which, um, you know, I don't personally agree, but this is just my opinion. But if there's a role that says BS degree required or BSD degree required without a spe specialization, to me, I'm just like, well, what's the degree for like that that you could just learn for four years right that's what i think hey that's not mm -hmm. everybody's opinion but at the end of the day you know if you have that degree versus someone who doesn't you may get that role and a lot of times those roles will pay a little bit more just because you have a degree right so that's a that's a benefit of getting something under your belt there um and then also for some people it's a chance to pursue a specialty that maybe they didn't have a chance to pursue in the military because i do have pretty not not infrequent infrequently engineers that are mechanical engineers, electrical engineers, you know, they were going through college and they wanted to, you know, work on robots, work on AI, a lot of really specialized skills that maybe they had some sort of passion in. 
But going into the military, you know, you just get an MOS, which is not all the time the one that you chose, right? It's kind of like um, what you're most proficient at, the luck of the draw in a lot of cases, right? So it gives people a chance to, if they get that degree, go back to a specialty that maybe they were interested in in the past, right? So that's kind of a benefit there as well. And then, um, you know, really degree-wise, I mean, it could help you down the road, right? What I see a lot of is employers will say, hey, degree is preferred, but not required. But when they say preferred, sometimes it's because for that position, it's preferred, but for a position to promote into, it is definitely required, right? So they like to see a degree coming in, right? So that people are set up for success down the road. So it does give you the opportunity for promotion potential down the road, kind of depending on what path you're going, right? So there's a couple, you know, definitely benefits of getting that degree, but I would definitely say that, you know, you need to know where you're trying to go before you get that degree. Um, mm -hmm. I always let people know like, hey, vanilla degree, that's not usually the best bet unless you're looking for that entry level role that requires a degree without a specialty, right? So right. that's what I'll say about that, yeah. Yeah, because sometimes, for instance, even with like when we're talking about like advanced degrees and someone who gets an MBA, I mean, a lot of times you're not really going to see a return on investment until, like you just mentioned, maybe later down the road. So right, yep. if you're up against other people for a promotion um, and you are the one that has the MBA, then, yeah, that might stand out as being you know, a determining factor of like who gets the job, depending on what other factors are at play and who yep, you're yep. being ranked against. So it's one of those things where, and I, I think that, you know, anyone listening to this would understand too, it's, it's not black and white. It's really very dependent and situational and depending on what type of career path you ultimately want to pursue. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. So what about some of the cons, which we've talked about already? I don't, I just don't want to harp on them too much, but I think yeah. we can dive into those a little bit too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely want to try and stay positive with it. But yeah, there, there are some cons to get to getting a degree. And I would say that um, what, one of the biggest factors where people end up in that, um, you know, I guess you could say the, the the cons part of the discussion is that if they go ahead and get that degree and they can't use it, right, which is actually fairly common. I mean, I, I guess the last statistic I looked up was that, you know, only one third of people actually use the degree that they specialty that they're specialized in, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm in that two thirds that never ended up using their degree, right? So it's pretty, it's out there, you know? And so cons wise, I mean, definitely it's that, um, that effort and the money that you've put in that you now cannot get a return on investment, right? That's probably one of the biggest cons of doing that. Um, and also getting into debt possibly, right? I know folks have GI bills, but if you're going for, you know, for example, I've seen people use the GI bill, uh, and this is something that definitely, that's a tough spot to be in. They'll use the GI bill, can't use that degree, and then go get another one, right? So in, in that case, if you're just continuing to try and stack degrees, you're just putting yourself further and further into debt for essentially a pretty nominal increase, right, in position or salary, right? Because it costs a lot of money to get these degrees sometimes, and in some cases, the positions that you can get through that degree, it's not going to be much of a bump up, right? So you might have gotten a higher title, right? Cooler office or whatever it was, but you're st you're in like a huge amount of debt. And how much of that money that you're going to possibly earn as earning potential is actually going to, you know, are you going to keep be able to hold on to, right? So that's, mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest con, um, you know, as far as that, you know, as far as, I mean, intangibles, this is probably a pro still, but intangibles, you're going to learn something, Right. So you're going to learn something. You're going to learn some sort of probably soft skill from whatever degree that you get. But um, sometimes you may not be able to use it as a specialty for what you're trying to use it for. 
And again, especially if you don't know where you're trying to go and you get that vanilla degree. <laughs> so I, I keep bringing that up, but yeah, for, for folks that are listening, please don't go get a degree. It's just something that you want to try and use somewhere and it doesn't really have a specialty. Don't do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if you ever face this, if candidates ever ask you this, but do they ever express any type of concern over um, you know, leaving the military, going to get a degree, the opportunity cost. So am I missing out on, um, not even necessarily missing out on opportunities, because there's always going to be opportunities, whether right, you, yeah. you know, accept, but um, more so like have a gap between, you know, their military time and when they would start a career. I don't even know if it's considered a gap if they're in school, but is that a topic that ever comes up? Uh, every every now and then, yeah. But, you know, what I tell people is that if, if you were in so if you're in a full-time degree, good to go. Like if you get out and, you know, for example, if you get out like this month, April, and you have that degree and it's, I don't know, a two-year, four-year degree, right? Two, if it's MBA, so a lot of times they're two years, right? And you don't have a job until, I guess, April of 2023, just put that in your resume and you're good to go. Like most employers are like, okay, good to go. You're full-time school. Where the problem is, is if you have a part-time degree and you're on nighttime classes and you still don't have a job, I see employers a lot of time have a problem with that. They're like, well, what were you doing with the rest of your day, right? Mm -hmm. And so folks with the GI Bill sometimes do that. They'll get a part-time degree because the GI Bill is paying for, you know, their books, lodging, whatever else. Um, And then they don't decide to get some sort of day job or something like that. And the company knows like, hey, this is a weekend and or evening program. Like, what were you doing the rest of your time? That becomes a problem sometimes. So. Mm -hmm. So as long as you, uh, you know, I guess you could say account for it, right? In some reasonable, compelling way, you're, you're usually fine getting a degree. It's not going to usually get in your way. Well, I think the scenario that you partially just described too would maybe be an example of someone who's going to pursue a degree to basically buy themselves some time. Like yeah. Maybe they don't, yep. Yeah. And so obviously in that case, um, there's always going to be people who think that that's the best course of action for them. And who knows? Everybody's different. Maybe that is, maybe that does work out for somebody. But I think the gist of what I'm getting from you is that really, if you are going to pursue a degree, don't do it to just buy yourself time. Don't do it to, you know, stall the inevitable. You're going to get a career. Don't do it unless you're actively pursuing a career path that it makes sense to do it. Yes, definitely. Yep. Hit the nail on the head with it. Yep. Okay, so when we talked before, when we were kind of just chatting about the concept of this podcast, you said something that I thought was interesting, um, that not all degrees are created equal. So um, we've, I think we maybe have touched on kind of similar adjacent paths to this one, but I want to talk through this a little bit more with you just on the kind of the types of degrees. So when, when you say all degrees are not created equal, um, give us some examples and what you mean by that. Yeah. So, I mean, one of the, um, I guess what you could, what you could say is one of the most common things that I see that folks pursue is if they're, if they're looking to get a degree because, you know, they keep seeing these jobs are like BS required, right. But it doesn't really specify. They'll get like a leadership, right. Bachelor's in leadership, bachelor's in management. That's one thing that I see out there commonly, um, that they can be just leveraged kind of anywhere. But what, what comes with that is you're usually going to get some sort of entry level position with that. That's not going to get you into, you know, like a middle management, right? So they say, people think that like, oh, BS management, that means operations manager, right? That's not usually the case. A lot of times that degree, the place I see it used the most is if someone's looking at, hey, potentially we can get you a production supervisor job, and then like a field engineer type situation where you might be leading a team of, you know, installers or maintainers, hands-on type folks, but you're not usually going to get like those program manager, project manager, operations manager jobs with that like leadership and management degree, right? It's going to typically have to be stacked on top of some sort of industry-related experience already, 
or another bachelor's, right? So if you couple a bachelor's degree in some sort of engineering with a leadership degree, hey, good to go. I've seen that work out for people, but definitely that's one of the more common ones. Um, I think we had touched about this, but talked, talked about this before too, is one of the most common ones, 100%, MBA. That's where everybody's trying to do, right? And I would say that, hey, if you're getting an MBA, the number one thing is get that thing for business. It's for money making, not for operations. That's a huge differentiation that I think people miss. And that is, is, an, is an unfortunate thing because those MBAs aren't cheap a lot of the time and people will get them thinking, hey, I'm going to get like a higher level, again, operations manager role, manufacturing, right? Something like that in the ops side, but it really is for business. And I actually, um, this is something that I did ahead of time because I, I, I knew that we were going to talk about this. <laughs> so I pulled up University of Arizona, right? Online MBA. And this is a pretty decent MBA program. And it was one of the ones that I found that was actually, uh, they had a lot of information available. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to look at this. If we were to look at this, right, out of all the credits for this degree, right, um, 20 of them are for business, right, accounting, economics, finance, marketing, the actual functions of business, right, that's 20 credits. Now, the piece that I think people are trying to leverage too much is that there's, there is some leadership in there, right, there is some leadership in operations management, but it accounts for six credits, right, out of that degree. So like, just the degree itself, you know, you really got to look at, hey, what am I going to use this for? What am I going to try and use this for? And if you're trying to use it for ops, it's not usually the right move because again, I mean, it's like, what is this? Like 20 to six, right? Mm -hmm. Ratio of business money-making comparative to like the leadership ops portion of it. That degree is meant for business, right? So if you're going to go business route, 100%, go for that MBA. But if you're trying to go ops route, like you you want to really, really rethink about what you're trying to do there. Um, and, and you know, a little piece about not all degrees be created. I think, let me see so there, there is there is a parallel I'd like to make with this because I do see this every now and then because regardless of the degree that you get type wise, sometimes it matters where it comes from. Um, and that's uh, that's something that sometimes people have a hard time wrapping their head around because they're like, well, if it's BS management, it's BS management or if it's MBA, it's MBA. But I do see a difference between like something that you get from like, you know, Phoenix University or whatever compared to like, you know, a Stanford or USC. And I always I kind of parallel it to sports programs, right? So if you think about things, because everybody loves sports, I guess most people do, and it's easier for them to think about it this way. Um, two different football teams, right? Two different football teams. It's still division one. It's still football, right? And both of these teams technically eligible to be recruited into the NFL, right? Now, there's a difference between if you went to USC and you're coached by Pete Carroll in the early 2000s, right? Now, that program, that is a NFL producing program. Or you could go ahead and be a football player at USD, coached by, I don't know who the coach was in the early 2000s from USD, but they're both Division I programs here, right, in California that are technically eligible to be recruited to the NFL. But who's going to get recruited? It's people from USC being coached by Pete Carroll because you got Pete Carroll level performance, right? And so that's why I always, you know, that's why this not all degrees are created equal. Sometimes it doesn't matter where you got it because the quality of what you got it, do, it, it does show itself in the marketplace for when these companies are looking for that MBA. Um, so that's something that I um, have seen as well. Um, I mean, did you, there's the PMP is a big one. I don't know if we want to talk about that. Is that something you want to yeah. talk about? Like, yeah, let's talk about that too. By the okay. way, I did like your analogy. I think that that was a good one. The only thing I was going to say when you were talking about, um, you know, if you want to be in an ops type of role, um, right. the type of leadership that you're getting through an MBA, it's just very mm -hmm. minimal compared to all the other curriculum. So, um, the only point I was going to make is that it's interesting because 
you mentioned that people in these general ops roles are the ones that are wanting to pursue education, but really the experience they have in the military is going to be more relevant and desirable um, right off the bat versus having to go and pursue an MBA and spend the time and money anyway. 100%, yeah. I mean, if someone wants to go into, um, you know, if they come from the opposite background and they want to go into business and, you know, get on the money-making side of the house, and this will be account management, sales, finance, whatever they want to do, they could get that MBA and see a lot of good um, leverageable skills learned there. But yeah, you're right. If, if they're from the ops background and they want to just go into ops, like that MBA is not going to do too much for them because they've already got it from their military background. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, like it's not going to hurt them, but how much is it really going to help you? Exactly. Yeah. I see a lot of folks that they have that MBA and they didn't, they didn't use it. Like I'll hire, I'll get them into an ops role, but that ops role never asked for that MBA. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I right. see. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So yeah, I do want to talk about the PMT too. Yeah. Yeah, so the PMP, that's that's one of the most, again, that's a, another common one there that people are looking to get. And I actually just did a, uh, we did a blog post on this very recently, but um, PMPs are meant for construction. I'll throw that out there very, very commonly. So actually, when I was doing the um, the write-up for this thing, we, I pulled up 73 jobs, I think it was, from Orion Talent that we've hired over the years that either required or preferred a PMP. And like well over half of those were for, con were for construction. And the remainder of the ones that weren't construction we're in like, um, you know, systems installation, commissioning engineer, something where you're like putting a physical piece of machinery on the deck at some manufacturing environment. So this PMPs are very, it's pretty kind of construction and installation focused. Um, it's not one of those things where again, you know, people want to get it for like, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to get it on my resume and it'll help me get a higher level ops role. Usually it's not the case. That PMP is very leverageable in a pretty tight window, actually, and it tends to be construction or some sort of like, you know, commissioning installation type work. So that's, that's what I would say about that for people trying to get it. Um, if, if that's what they, if that's what the field they want to go into, by all means, get the PMP. But if you're looking for, you know, again, that ops leadership type role, the PMP doesn't typically come into play. Yeah, like maybe it's a little bit more niche than people think it is. Yes, definitely it is. Yeah. And that's interesting too, because, you know, you just talked about the MBA and the PMP. I, th I think with those two types of programs, um, to use your wording, yes, vanilla, it's like there's, of course, there's nothing wrong with them. So if anybody listening has one of those or is pursuing it, there's nothing wrong with it at all. It's great to have. It's just, um, yes, like, of course, it can lend itself to just doing something to have it to put on your resume. And like I mentioned earlier, it's not going to hurt anybody to have it. It's, you know, it, it could really only benefit you uh, to have something like that. But at the same time, is it going to have the same return on investment that you would Right. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So if there is anyone listening who's planning to get a degree when they're leaving the military rather than pursuing a career, um, I'm sure, you know, you, you do talk to candidates all day and you talk to people about this. And so if they're truly not interested in working with you just yet in terms of they're not on the job market, mm -hmm. what advice do you have for them? I would say that the number one thing I let people know when they're at that fork in the road is you got to find someone who is doing what you want to do and see what their educational background is, right? Um, and and I, I say that because a lot of times people are taking advice from, you know, either the internet or someone they heard from, right? Um, and I, I'd always caution people on that advice because if that person hasn't gone down the path that you're trying to pursue, then the, the knowledge that they have is more or less hearsay, you know? And we're, we're, I think people are pretty good about doing good research about other topics, but sometimes when it 
when it comes down to the wire, they're pretty willing to just listen to their buddy, right? <laughs> that may or may not have gone down that path. But I would say find a person that's gone down that path. So if you're looking to be like a, I don't know, an operations manager in semiconductor or something, like find an operations manager in semiconductor. And a lot of times it could be hard, but you know, we've got all these, um, you know, networking tools. There's veteran networking tools that, that are out there where you can just hook into a bunch of different, you know, veterans that have recently transitioned who are already in the industry and just ask them what they did. So that's a resource that you definitely want to try and pursue is that networking piece to find the people that have done it and figure out what their background is because there's two sides to this. If they got there without whatever degree that you're trying to get, whether it's MBA or PMP or whatever it is, then you probably don't need that certification to get there. And then on the flip side, if they have the degree that you're thinking about getting, but they're not doing any sort of work that you're interested in, that maybe that's not the degree for you. you know? And so that's why I say like, you really got to know where, where you're trying to go before you try and figure out like, hey, you know, am I going to get a degree or am I just going to start working? Right. So that's that's what I would say about that is find that person who's done what you're trying to do and figure out what the background is, right? That's that's the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. I think that's really good advice. And then um, I know we talked about some other methods of pursuing a degree. So like an online degree, weekend programs, you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so online degree, I see this pretty commonly actually. Online degrees are out there. Like, like I said, um, kind of towards the beginning, it's like there is a program out there for you somewhere. Like it's pretty... Um, common to just find some sort of online degree. There's a lot of them that are there that are provided, especially for the veteran community. Um, so that, that's a good route. I mean, if you want to get the degree, online is good. I see typically, uh, you know, with an MBA program, a lot of times it is on the weekends. That's for some reason, that's just the kind of the uh, um, the general scheduling that they have. Um, if it's going to be evening classes, a lot of times if you have, if, if I have a staff in seal that wants to get a degree in something, a lot of times they're in the evenings, right? So you do have to kind of balance it around um you know your work schedule and everything like that but it is it is doable i've seen it for sure um you know for someone who really wants to go that route mm -hmm. so the key takeaway that i'm getting from you during this conversation is basically just to do your research know what career path that you're trying to head down before you jump you know headfirst into mba uh, pmp any sort of or really any degree in general just to make sure that you actually need that so that it ends up being worth the time and money invested. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Well, Jericho, thank you so much for joining me. And I um, I hope this was helpful to everyone listening and I'll have to have you back sometime soon. Definitely. I appreciate you letting me be on here and just kind of, you know, share what I've observed. Thanks for listening to this episode of Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud so that you never miss an episode. We'd love to hear from you, so if you have any feedback, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Our goal is to help all military job seekers through their transition and beyond, so make sure you share our show with your friends. See you next time.